Welcome to the You and I Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another uplifting message of hope and inspiration. I hope that uh, your Christmas and the days after Christmas are going well for you. Uh, we're getting ready to close out the year. So I'm excited to talk to you today. I got a word from God for you on this Sunday. I hope that, uh, that you're having a blessed day today as we count down towards the end of the year and going into 2021. I know 2020 has been a difficult year because of COVID and all the people who have passed from COVID and people who just passed in general from uh, natural causes or whatever the situation may be. But I wanna let you know that God is still on the throne. He's still in control. He still has all power in his hand. There's nothing that he can't do He's the great I am. He's the great savior. And he has a plan for your life today. All you have to know is trust and believe him. Remember this, that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. That God loves you with an everlasting love. He would never leave you or forsake you in your hour and time of need. So I don't know what you're dealing with today, but I'll come to encourage you come to lift you up and i'm just excited today to share this word you know we've been dealing with jesus because we've been celebrating his birth now what we're going to do today we're going to look at some of the healings in luke that jesus has performed in his ministry you know and one of the things about some of these miracles you're going to find out that it was him doing it because he felt compelled we're going to be looking at uh, a couple of different chapters in Luke, and we're going to talk about how God did it and the reason why he did it. We're going to look at the centurion, that uh, it was the people asked Jesus to do it. Then we're going to see about the widow whose son had passed away. And because Jesus seen it, he was moved, and he done something about it. I want to let you know that Jesus will move over your circumstances. I don't know what you're going through, but I want to let you know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone today. Uh, I'm praying and believing that God has a miracle and a plan for your life today. I'm believing that God will give you the victory over your circumstances. Uh, in my last podcast, I talked about the authority of Jesus' name and about taking a 30-day challenge. Uh, not using Jesus' name in vain and using it as a joke, but only using it when you want to have him step into your world and present change because that name has power. And like I said, we're going to get to the book of Acts and we're going to find out that after Jesus ascended to heaven, one of the things that the Sanhedrin did they told him not to teach in that name. And they got beat for teaching that name because they understood that that name had power and that people believed in Jesus when he walked on the earth. So I want you to know that name Jesus has authority and power. And I told you, he gave us his power attorney to use that name, to use that name freely and not be afraid to speak it. And also in that last podcast, I talked about the Holy Spirit and how we need to learn how to talk to the Holy Spirit and know what the Holy Spirit role is on earth and let the Holy Spirit help us. He's, he's a person. 
He wants to talk to you. You know, in, in, in the Greek, it says that he's your friend. In other words, he, he wants to be that person that you talk to about all your issues and all your problems. And he wants to help you because he's only going to tell you things that he hear from God. He's not going to take anything but give you what God gives you. And Jesus felt so comfortable about the Holy Spirit. Guess what he did? He left earth and went back to the Father because he left us in capable hands of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to know that too, that Jesus had a special relationship with the Holy Spirit. In other words, if you notice that Jesus didn't do no works until he was baptized with the Holy Spirit, until they marinated themselves back together from the beginning, doing the will of God. So I'm excited today. I want to let you know that I don't know what you stand in need of, but I'm asking God to bless you. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling depressed, I want you to know that God loves you. He cares about you. I care about you. And if you have any prayer requests, please send them in so I can uh, pray with you and believe that God will step in and do something in your world to transform whatever's going on in your life at this present moment. So I'm encouraged. And you know, I'm going to let you know today, I'm reading from the NIV Bible today, and we'll be dealing with with some of the healers in Luke that Jesus performed. Because I just want to show you just how he was merciful. Not just people didn't come to him and ask him. He was just doing things, some things people asked him, some things he just did because he was, he was God, because he loved, loves us. So I want you to understand that this Jesus that we serve has all power today like he had yesterday. So this is why I'm excited. But you know, before we get started, you know how we do things. We got to open up in prayer because we need to, like I said, take Jesus' name in a, and use it in authority that, that is meant to be used. And so I'm excited right now to talk about my Savior, talk about what he did. We talking about the birth. Now we're getting ready to roll into the, the, the death and the resurrection. We're getting ready. You know, it just only gets intensified, you know. So I want y'all to be encouraged. I just want you to know that Jesus loved you. That you're not alone. He did what his father wanted him to do. And that was to redeem us. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I just thank you for the day, Father. I thank you, Father, for the people who are going to listen to this podcast. Of your word, Father. That your word will go around the world, Father. That it would penetrate people's hearts that it would change their minds, their hearts and thoughts, Father, that they will begin to trust and believe in you, that they will want to learn you by your word because the only way to know you is by your word. Father, uh, I'm crying now for the people who need jobs in this season, people who need to have their bills met. Father, I ask you to do some of those supernatural things that I'm supposed to talk about. That's even raising the dead. That's just stepping in and just being who you are from the beginning of time. And Father, we know that you are capable and able to do all things. Father, it's such an honor to be able to talk about you and celebrate you. I just want to celebrate you, Father. I just want to celebrate you. I just want to talk about who you are and all this compassion and love that you have for people. I want people to be excited about knowing you. God, if I can just get one person to change their heart and mind towards you, 
that suffices everything. I just pray for the people who are incarcerated right now, Father. The people in the hospital, Father. I pray for the widows, the orphans, Father. I pray, Father, for all the people who work in the medical field, your first responders, Father. I pray, Father, right now uh, for that person who's thinking about committing suicide or that person who feels so depressed and feels so downtrodden, Father, that you will lift them up, Father, that you will give them hope and that you will give them joy, Father. Today, I ask you to do that, Father, that you will look upon their circumstances and say, I heard you. Holy Spirit, talk to them. Holy Spirit, I want people to have this relationship like I have with you, Holy Spirit. Well, I talk to you that they talk to you, Holy Spirit, and you talk back. And you give them what God wants them to have. Oh, precious Father, I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. See, that's how we take Jesus' name uh, and use it in authority. Because everything that I just asked, I'm asking in Jesus' name. It says that the Father is going to do it. Because it's going to bring honor and glory. And I just want to let you know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind and you're not alone. I'm just so eager just to talk about my father. Tell you how good he is. And that he'll be there for you when you least expect it. And you know the title's message is just going to be simple. The, the healings Jesus performed in the book of Luke. That's going to be the title of the message, the healings that Jesus performed in the book of Luke. And what we're going to start out at, we're going to start in Luke 7. We're going to start off with real powerful, uh, a real powerful event to happen. We're going to talk about somebody uh, who's not a Jewish person, uh, but because he had the ability to help the Jewish people, it put him in a situation to be blessed. But before I get started, one of the things that I decided that I was going to do, that I was going to celebrate the people and the places where people who listen to the podcast are at. I thank you people in Illinois who listen to the podcast. I thank you people in South Carolina who listen to the podcast. The people in New York, the people in Pennsylvania, the people in Wisconsin, North Carolina, and California, and in the country of Spain, in Russia, Iran, and United Kingdom, and Canada. And Father, I hope that you add more places so we can celebrate you, Jesus. I just thank you, Father, for you being you. I thank all y'all for being willing to listen to what God has placed on my heart because it's meant to glorify him, not me. And the purpose of the podcast, truthfully, is to let you know that you're not alone. That whatever circumstances that you're battling with, whatever crisis that you are in, that there's a person by the name of Jesus who is alive and well today and still has the same power that he had over 2,000 years ago. And one of the things in one of my podcasts, I was speaking about Isaiah 53. And I was saying that it says by his stripes that we're healed. And I was saying that that happened 700 some odd years before he was born. That they was able to claim that promise. Even before he even touched his foot on the earth. 
So let's get excited. Let's get started. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying all this in the hearing of the people, he entered Capodium. And there was a centurion, a servant whom his master valued highly. And he was sick and about to die. The centurion heard Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and he has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. See that? He had a heart for the things of God. And guess what? This thing that's getting ready to happen to him is for his servant. It's not for him. It's not for his family. It's for his servant. This meant that this man of war, this warrior, this battle person, that he loved his servant and his servant was about to die. And he was so compelled that he asked the Jews to go talk to Jesus for him. And they did because he had supported them. He built them a synagogue. In other words, this is what it says. But he didn't do this for anything for himself, nor did he do it for his servant. He just asked the question, and because he had been good to the people, they were eagerly to go to God for him. See, understand this. You know, I, I, want, you to, I want you to get this secret so you'll know. In Genesis, God gives Abram uh, this, this promise. It goes to Isaac and Jacob that whoever blesses them, he will bless. So understand this. There's a blessing in supporting Israel. Now, you can tell about that's, that's the word of God. In other words, he said, I bless those who bless you. I curse those who curse you. So in other words, that's, that's good seed to sow. So I just want to give you give you that thought and put it in your heart and mind so you understand about sowing and weakness. Okay. And so they do this. And then we're going to see what happens uh, in verse 5. And it says, because he loves our nation and he has built a synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house. When the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But I say the word and my servant will be healed. See, this guy was so humble, full of humility. Now, just think, he's a centurion. I'm talking about the Romans run everything. I'm talking about, in other words, uh, he didn't have to put himself that low because he had a position of status from the world's point of view. But naturally, he knew that he was talking to God himself. So he humbled himself and said, hey, you know, I wasn't worthy to come. Or, you know, I can't even let you come in my house because you're just that good. I want you to notice that when Jesus, in the book of John, he said he wants to make a home with you. Understand this. 
Jesus and his Father want to be a part of your life. So if you feel like that you're unworthy, you're not unworthy. That's why he went to the cross, so you have a right to say, Abba, Father. You can call him your Father. Just want to give you that tad bit so you'll know. And so this, we're going to see what this, how this affects Jesus. Because remember, Jesus is man on the earth. And, and, and this has affected Jesus in a certain kind of way. And, it's, and it should affect you because Jesus was a servant to men. I think one of the reasons why, you know, we even read about it because this guy was concerned about his servant. And Jesus took on his servant role. He left heaven, came from everything, owning everything, and came all the way down. He didn't put himself in the castle. He didn't put himself in the world to do family. He put himself low. You know, in his days, being a carpenter, wasn't, uh, you had to hire yourself out. In other words, it wasn't considered to be a great position. So this is, once you understand, you know, that Jesus became low on the earth and when he was high in reality. So, and so he says this, he said, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one go and he goes and that one to come and he comes. I say to my servant do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him and turned to the crowd following him. And he said, I tell you, I have not found such a great faith even in Israel. Then the man who had been sent returned to the house and found his servant well. See, that's what I mean about Jesus had power. Jesus didn't even show up. Jesus just spoke, you know. This is the power that I want you to understand that Jesus have today. He has this same power, in other words, and we have access to it because he left his power of attorney for us to use. We have a right to use his name. We have a right to cry out to him. We have a right to believe what he says in his word. I want y'all just to understand that God loves you with an everlasting love. And then what we're going to do is now we're going to roll into what I mean about Jesus do something for you, not because you ask, but just because he feels compelled, because he sees your hurt, he sees your pain. And he's going to do this not because someone told him. He didn't have to ask permission to do it. He did it because he wanted to. He wasn't doing it for fanfare. He wasn't doing it to uh, get his name in a newspaper or as we say, what, Instagram, Facebook. In other words, he ain't writing none of this stuff down. He's just walking through life being a blessing. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And that there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. I want you to know that there's power. And let's look at uh, verse 11. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain 
and his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. And as he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out. The only son of his mother. And she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out. Let me go back. Let me read that again. Oh, see, this is what I want you to know. If you think Jesus is cold-hearted, it, just, it says his heart went out. In other words, he's like, man, what's going on? Now, Jesus ain't surprised about what's going on. Just said it. Because he was fully man. This bothered him. You got to understand why these things bother Jesus. Could you imagine being God on earth and for 30 years you can't do anything? You just watch people suffer and die. You have to step back and let these things happen for people that you love. You, you see your stepfather pass. You see, you know, you, you see all these things happening and you can't do nothing. But now he's induced on high. He got the Holy Spirit with him. That's why I want you to know how important the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, a, is a person. And he has power. And he's here on earth. He dwells inside of us. We can talk to him. He even prays for us when we don't know how to pray. That's what it says in Romans chapter 8. And let's look at this again. Then he went up and touched the coffin. And those carrying it stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. Could you imagine hearing Jesus say that to you? Or say that to one of your loved ones? You know, your child is being carried out. And Jesus just strolled on by. And because... It touched his heart. He doesn't, he's just speaking a word. See, this is one of the reasons why Moses didn't go into the promise. See, God didn't want him to smite the rock. God wanted him to speak to the rock. Because guess what? If people see Moses speak the word, then we'll speak the word of our circumstances. This is why we have to understand there's power in Jesus' name. Because we had the ability to take Jesus' name and speak the word out of our mouths to invoke change. So, this is the reason why I'm just been talking about Jesus because we celebrate the season of his birth. But I want you to know that the same Jesus that we are celebrating his birth had so much power, so much ability. And I want us to be able to use it. I don't want us to be feel defeated. I don't want us to be beat down. I don't want us to be all jacked up because we don't understand that there's power in that name. You know, like I said, people take the name Jesus. You know, you hear, oh, Jesus, huh? They people laughing and joking with the name. And like I said, people should be only using that name for the authority, what it's needed to be used for, to speak life into dead situations. Because this is what Jesus is doing right here. He's speaking life into a dead situation. He's speaking life into a dead situation. And let's look at that again. And I'm going to go back to verse 13. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out for her, not the crowd, not the people. His heart went out for her. This was her only child and she was a widow. That meant who was going to take care of her? Who was going to support her? Who was going to help her? She needed her son. Jesus knew this. He didn't care about the people following him or the people falling behind her. He saw her circumstances. 
he saw that she was going to be left in a bad state. I just wanted you to know that just in case you didn't, you know what I'm talking about. I want you to see what, how, how, how you should see it from the viewpoint of a widow woman in a day where a woman by herself without a man, even though it's bad today for that to happen for a woman today, but for this woman to be alone and not, she ain't getting social security. She ain't got no pension. This is her only son. Then check this out. Then he went up and touched the coffin. And those carrying it stood still. He said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. You see what Jesus did? He said he gave up, gave him back to his mother. Take your baby, go home. Because today, he going to live. And you going to rejoice. Then check this out. I'm going to show you just how awesome Jesus is. Because, you know, I want you to, I want you to feel this. Because I feel this in my spirit. You know, God's been talking to me. The Holy Spirit been just laying on me. Doing the night watch, you know. Got me up praying, singing early in the morning. Don't be just excited. In other words, and just, just glorifying God. And they were all filled with awe. And praise God. A great prophet had appeared among us. They said, God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. And people say, hey, God is here to help us. God is here to help us. And do you know how that is when Jesus just comes in and helps you? Jesus just does it because he felt hurt. And like I said, he didn't do it for the crowd. He felt hurt. He knew what she was getting ready to go through. And he wanted to, to spare. He wanted to spare. And now we're going to roll on over to Luke chapter 8. And we're going to talk about the healing of a demon-possessed man. We're going to talk about a dead girl, a sick woman. Because I want you to see that Jesus has authority. And you have the ability to access this story through your faith and belief in God. And so in Luke chapter 8, we're going to start at verse 26. They sailed to the region of Galerinus, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from a town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes and lived in a house, but had lived in the tomb. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirits to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him and thought, even and though he was chained, hand and foot, kept under God, he had broken his chains. He had been driven by the demons into a solitary place. Guess what? This man was so beat down by 
all these demonic spirits on him. That it said that he even lived naked. He was in a tomb with the dead. And the reason why? Because he didn't have no life. How can you live like that? But do you know what? I want you to understand this is how much authority Jesus had over the demons. When they found out that Jesus was in town, they had to come and meet him. See what you got to do? You have to honor a king. And one of the things in the gospel, what you'll find out, Jesus didn't want the demons to tell people who he was because it wasn't about him. But guess what? He has authority over everything. I don't care if it's trying to work against him. He has authority over it. And they know it. They know who he is. Don't think the devil don't know who Jesus is. That's why he gives you his power turn to use his name so you can, you, can, you can take that name and you can go to bat with it. That you can call on him and he'll step in. Now, I'm going to show you just how, how smooth and charismatic Jesus was. Remember, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. You're not alone. God loves you. I love you. And then verse... 30 says, Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had gone into him. And they begged him repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside. And the demons begged Jesus to let them go into them. And he gave them permission. Do you understand what these demons understood? I want you to see the power of Jesus because we see the power of Jesus then. We don't live defeated. We know that we can trust him. It says that they begged him, let us go into these pigs. Because whatever Jesus tell them to go, they're gone. In other words, it ain't no, I ain't gone. <laughs> Tell about, and just, you understand what I'm saying? Could you imagine being a demon bound on earth and then God himself is in front of you. You know it's your time. In other words, you know that, hey, he can, he can do whatever he want to do to me. And he let them, he let them go. Told them to go ahead. And it says in verse 32, And a large herd of pigs were feeding there on a hillside. And the demons begged Jesus to let them go into them. And he gave them permission. And when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs. And the herd rushed down a steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town of the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the men from whom the demons had gone out sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed men had been cured. Then all the people in the region asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and left. Could you imagine God showing up like that? And you see what the people got scared. Hey, this is too much for us. Hey, Jesus, you got to get up on out of here, man. 
And you, <laughs> this is the power that Jesus has. The same power he has today. He's saying yesterday, today, forevermore. He doesn't change. He has the same power. The men to whom the demons had gone out begged to go with him. But Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the men went away and told all over the town how Jesus, how much Jesus had done for him. See, he had a testimony. Here we go again, Danny, talking about this testimony stuff. We overcome by the blood of the, by testimonies by the blood of the Lamb. So when you tell your testimony, because guess what? He's going to go back and people are going to see him in his right mind clothes talking about Jesus, that name, what I said, we got to use that name in authority. And he's going to talk about what he did. Jesus said, go back and see, Jesus didn't tell him to say about him. I want you to understand this. I want to show what Jesus did. Jesus, Jesus told him to talk about God. And this is what he said, return home and tell how much God has done for you. Because it wasn't about Jesus. It was about the Father. Because the Father, guess what? In John 3, 16 says what? God should love the world that he sent his one and only begotten son to pay the price. And so when Jesus got out, that meant that when he got out that boat and he got in that area, anything that wasn't right had to recognize him and honor him because he was walking in his authority. He was walking in his authority. Now we finished the roll on down. We're going to talk about some more powerful things. In verse 40. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd, a crowd welcomed him. From there was all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12 years old was dying. See that? Let me tell you something. This guy is a ruler in synagogues. Guess what? He don't care about no position. He don't care about no authority. He only cares about his baby girl. And it says that he falls down. First of all, he recognized that this is God. In other words, he said, I know you, God. I need you to come to my house. I need you to raise my child up. And Jesus was on his way. The crowd almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. But no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge to his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. You see, I want you to see the, the similarities about understanding about getting on your knees before the Lord. See, Jairus, he did the same thing. He said he fell down and he woke the Lord. It says the woman touched the bottom of his cloak. That means she lowered herself. And she was do what she thought that she was doing in secrecy was about to be exposed openly. Whatever's on your heart, mind is on God's heart, mind. God loves you with everlasting love. He would never leave you nor forsake you. And he said she touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. The girl was 12. She had this problem for 12 years. Could you imagine suffering for 12 years with something? 
But she knew something. She knew that Jesus was coming. I want you to get excited when you know Jesus is coming. Get excited because he can change your circumstances. And he can make it better. And this is what, I'm, I'm going to show you just how powerful Jesus was. And this is what Jesus said, who touched me? Jesus asked, when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. He like, Peter like, man, what are you talking about, man? All these people, of course they're going to touch you. <laughs> but what Peter didn't know, Jesus was talking about the anointing. In other words, that her petition, her crying out, touched him. He knew who he, he, he she was. <laughs> Don't think Jesus didn't know, but her crying out in the night watch, God, please heal me, Lord. I, I need you. I'm dealing with all this bleeding. I can't stop. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. She was hurting. She was in a bad way. I want you to see how, how Jesus, how, how Jesus operated. She couldn't get away on, and, and just not have a testimony. Because guess what? This meant that she could be killed. Remember like this. Here's a, a fisher from the synagogue. And she does this. In other words, knowing that she can be killed because she's unclean. And then verse 46. But Jesus said, someone touch me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, and she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Ain't that a powerful God that we serve talking like that to her? But Jesus made her confess our fault. But it was her testimony. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the testimonies that we speak. Says she said in front of all the people because it's about God getting the glory. If God does something for you, tell the testimony. Share it because it's going to bless somebody. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead. He said, do not bother the teacher anymore. See, somebody's trying. This is what somebody's going to tell you. Man, stop praying, man. God ain't heard that prayer. Now, God right there. Jesus himself right there. They say, hey, forget it. The child is dead. This is, this is meant to, to take the faith from this man. Because Jesus just told the woman how faith has healed him. Now, so Jesus got to do something to get him back on track. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, do not be afraid. Just believe and she will be healed. When, Jesus, when he arrived at the house, of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and the mother. Meanwhile, all the people were welling and mourning for her. Now I'm sure how bold Jesus is. I talk about man, you talk about somebody, man. You gotta love Jesus because guess what? All these people welling and stuff like that. They making all this noise. This is what Jesus said. Stop welling, Jesus said. She is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand. He said, my child, get up. Her spirit returned at once. She stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them 
not to tell anyone what happened. That's bad, 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 man. Let me tell you something. You can call on Jesus. You can trust Jesus. You can believe in Jesus. Jesus loves you. He's the same today as back then. In other words, I just want you to know this. In other words, that you can call on that name. Don't let nobody tell you you can't call on Jesus in your circumstances. You better start calling him because that's what I'm doing. I'm believing God. I'm believing God is going to do something in my life. That's what I'm believing. I want you just to believe with me. I want you to take the third day challenge and only use Jesus' name and authority that is meant to be used. And whatever's on your heart and mind, know it's on God's heart and mind, and you're not alone. And let's go ahead on. Now we're going to roll on to chapter 13. We're going to talk about a crippled woman. And you know, Jesus did a lot of healings on the Sabbath day, and it offended people because the Sabbath day supposed to be a day of rest. But they didn't understand that God works his work all the time. And so because they, they were living by restrictions, they tried to put restrictions on God. You can't put restrictions on God. Okay, on the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled. By a spirit for 18 years, she was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to a woman, you are set free from your firm. And then he put the hand of her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignation. Because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. The synagogue rulers said to the people, there are six days to work. So come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. See what I'm saying? These people, religious man, they won't even glorify God for this woman. Had, you see this, how long she had been dealing with this situation? For 18 years by spirit. And they getting mad. They can't rejoice and celebrate. Romans said, rejoice with those, rejoice one with them who mourn. They can't even rejoice and respect that God showed up in front of their faces and did something mir miraculously to help a woman who had been in this situation for 18 years and he healed up instantly but Jesus is a bad dude Jesus don't need nobody to defend him I want you to notice he's able to stand on his own in the midst of conflict Jesus is a critical thinker I want you to know that the Lord asked him you hypocrites do not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water. Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day? What bound her when he said this? All his opponents were humiliated. But the people were delighted with the wonderful thing he was doing. <laughs> she told him, shut up. She's talking about, yo, if your, if your ox needs some water, you're going to feed him today, ain't you? You're going to let him die of thirst. You mean tell me you can't rejoice with this person who just got healed by the Lord? The devil is alive. I know I'm getting excited. I just want you to know, I want you to see that there's power in Jesus' name. And tell me, if you, I tell me, because I want you to get that with me. I want you to also understand that you can talk to the Holy Spirit because he's here to teach and guide you. 
And we're going to just, I'm talking about, I got like one more, one more I'm going to talk about today. And then I'm going to close out in prayer. Now I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about this because I want, I, I want us, I want us, I want us to leave here feeling good about God's work. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the house between Samaria and Galilee. And he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a dis distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Did you hear that? This is what they, they, they yelled. They said they yelled out. So I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just feeling it for you. I want you, because I want you to feel it. Because you feel it, then you're going to get, you, you understand what's going on. And it says, this is what they said. I want to go back. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. I want you to do that. Sometimes you got to do that. I'm asking Jesus right now, have pity on me. And check this out. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. <laughs> he didn't, Jesus ain't going to touch nobody, man. Jesus bad, in other words. He just, he, just give, he just gave a command. Go show yourself to the priest. Because everybody yelling, so we might as well yell too. We might as well yell because Jesus is yelling. Whatever's on your heart, man's on God's heart, man, and he loves you. He would never leave you nor forsake you. You're not alone. I just want you to get happy. I want you to, want you to believe in Jesus. Because my whole purpose in life is just to honor and glorify his name. Because he's been there for me in dark times. He's been there for me. He's, he's there for me right now. And check this out. And one of them, when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. In other words, hey, he outside, he outside the covenant. But he has the sense to go back and say, hey, God, I praise you. Thanks for what you did for me. This is what I want you to see. Because if you see it, then you can, you can have it. I'm talking about this power, wonderful work, and power of God. I want you to understand this is how God, this is how God works. So I want you to be excited because Jesus can do all things. And this is what Jesus asks. I'm talking about Jesus, Jesus is so smooth and subtle and calm and cool and collect. He says this. Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Understand power of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that come to God must believe that he's rewarded those who daily seek him. Remember, activate your faith. And this is really what's supposed to happen. When he told them to go show themselves to the priest, and once they was healed of leprosy, the announcement from the priest should have been, the Messiah is here. Because this was a notable miracle that only can be done by God. And I'm going to close out in prayer. I hope that this message has been a blessing to you because it's been a blessing to me. Oh, precious Father, I thank you, Father, for the people who heard this message, who will hear this message, Father, that it would penetrate their hearts and understand that they can use your name in, 
in the authority that is meant because you gave us your power attorney. You said that we can use it and things will happen. I pray that you bless your people. I ask you, Father, to restore things back to them because the year is not over. And Father, I just thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you that I love you. I want to say thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I was glad to share God's word, word with you. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Love you. Bye.